Hello, and welcome to another episode of Pilates Elephants. I'm Raphael Bender. Great to be here with you. Today, I want to talk about how to tell when your mindset is holding you back. And this is something that I think is often invisible to us. Tell me if this or, you know, see if this, see if this experience resonates with you. We've been running Facebook ads, or we've run Facebook ads in our business for several years, um, and I got to a point where I realized the Facebook ads just weren't working. Like, they just hadn't been profitable for ages, and we tried heaps of different things. And I just decided that Facebook wasn't um, a profitable place for us to advertise. Our clients aren't on Facebook, and um, there's no benefit to us spending that money. And then... I, a bit later, I got a coach and my coach said, okay, so why don't you advertise on Facebook? I'm like, oh no, I tried it. It doesn't work for us. And he said, uh, okay, well, it works for this business, this business, this business, and this business that are very similar to yours. So why do you think it doesn't work for you? And I said, oh, we tried and it doesn't work. And he said, okay, well, how many ads did you test every month? And I was like, two. And he was like, well, you should be testing like 40 to 60. And I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> and in that moment, I realized that it wasn't that Facebook didn't work for my business. It was that I just hadn't been doing it right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I wonder if that resonates with you. Have you had a, a moment of realization when you knew something was impossible and then you realized you'd just been doing it wrong the whole time and it was totally possible. <laughs> uh, another experience I had like that many, many years ago was when I first started learning the bass guitar and this would have, I would have been like 19 years old at this point. And so I bought myself the world's crappiest bass guitar. It was a Yamaha 200 RBX. It was basically the absolute bottom of the range, cheapest bass guitar you could buy brand new. It was about $200 at the time. And I was playing, I was practicing a lot, you know, I was practicing a lot. And, you know, I used to say, oh, this bass sounds crap, but, you know, I'm going to play it and learn to play well, and then I'll buy a good bass. And, uh, I was playing it at a friend's house one time, you know, we were, just, we were jamming a bit and um, this other fellow was there who also played bass and he said, oh, do you mind if I ever go on your bass? And I'd be like, oh, that's fine, but it's kind of a crappy bass. It doesn't sound that great. And he was like, oh, that's no problem. He picked it up and started playing and OMG, it just sounded so beautiful. It sounded so full and round and mellifluous and I realized that the problem was me <laughs> I just hadn't been playing it right and uh yeah I wonder I wonder if that experience resonates with you I suspect it might there might have been a moment in your life where you knew that the problem was outside you and it wasn't your fault <laughs> and then you realized oh yeah crap <laughs> It was me all along. I just didn't know what I was, you know, I didn't know what I didn't know. And uh, I see this frequently, I think. I notice it in myself, you know, from time to time. It's, it's very hard to notice in yourself. But I've developed, I think, a fairly useful heuristic, a rule of thumb, 
for detecting it in myself. It's not infallible, but it's worked pretty well for me and I'd like to share it with you now. First, I want to just make a distinction about mindset. And I think, you know, we've talked on this podcast before about growth mindset versus fixed mindset. And to just remind you what those are, the growth mindset is where you have the mindset that your circumstances are within your control. The mindset that, well, if I'm not good at doing this thing right now, it's just because I haven't practiced enough and I need to get better at it. And with practice, I can become very skilled at whatever I want. You know, if I wanted to improve my situation, I can, I have that within my power. Whereas a fixed mindset is much more sees your current level of ability, your station in life as more a, a, a result of your fixed character traits and, and, you know, genetics, you know, I'm just not good at insert thing. You think you're not good at here. You know, I'm just not good at tech. For example, I'm not good at marketing. Uh, I'm not good at doing the rollover. Um, you know, and so if we have a mindset that we, uh, are in control of our circumstances, it's not always a hundred percent correct that we're in control of our circumstances. Success in many areas of life isn't entirely within our own control. Like there are other factors that influence success, right place, right time, right genetics, right economic climate, right friends, right situation, right opportunities, etc. So there are so many factors that influence our eventual success or failure in any endeavor. But paradoxically, having a growth mindset and behaving as if you have full control over your outcomes improves your outcomes. Um, And I guess, you know, I don't necessarily want to get deep into my philosophy on why that is, but I I think basically to sum it up, it's, I think where, you know, luck is where opportunity meets meets preparation, right? And so the opportunity still has to arise, but if you're ready to grasp the opportunity with both hands because you're expecting it and ready for it, uh, you're going to make the most of it. All right. So, you know, needless to say, well, maybe not needless to say, so I better say it. Uh, I, a growth mindset is associated with greater happiness, greater life satisfaction, and greater success in life. And so uh, I absolutely aspire to a growth mindset. Uh, and I you know, so the, now to the distinctions. So I think something that I've realized, you know, fairly recently is that growth mindset versus fixed mindset is not really a universal setting within us. So it's not like, you know, so-and-so, such-and-such a person has a growth mindset. Uh, it's more like such-and-such a person has a growth mindset in relation to their fitness. But maybe that same person has a fixed mindset in relation to their finances, or maybe they have a growth relate growth mindset in relation to their uh, finances, but a fixed mindset in relation to their relationship with their child. So I have observed in myself that you know in some areas of my life I'm highly empowered, and in other areas, <laughs> from time to time I notice I'm a bit fatalistic. Uh, and so I think it absolutely is possible to have a growth mindset in one area and a fixed mindset in other areas. And I think the thing about fixed mindset is, is sort of inherently it's a blind spot in the human psyche. It's very hard to notice because having a fixed mindset 
doesn't feel like being a pessimist and thinking like, oh, I'm just a helpless, you know, poor waif tossed on the winds of fate. It just feels like, well, that's just the way the world is, right? Like you, you know, my child isn't, is a cranky teenager and doesn't like me. What can I do about that? Or, you know, my job doesn't pay very well. What can I do about that? Or, you know, I'm overweight and unfit, you know, but I've tried dieting and it didn't work and I've tried exercise and it didn't work. So what are you going to do? So we, we tend to have this blind spot about these uh, areas of our life where we have a fixed mindset and we don't really see it as a fixed mindset. We see it as, well, that's just the way the world is. I mean, that's kind of what a fixed mindset is, right? And so I think the second distinction, so that's the first distinction, that is that fixed mindset and growth mindset, I think, are domain-specific. They're specific to, you know, different, a particular area of your life. And the second distinction that I only just realized this morning, and that's why I wanted to share this with you, is that I think fixed mindset can be related to an internal belief, an internal blocker, or an external blocker, or both. By which I mean, we could have a fixed mindset about, well, that's just me. I'm not good at such and such, right? Whatever I think I'm not good at. I'm not good at uh, making small talk at parties. I'm not good at promoting myself on social media. I'm not good at getting in front of a group and talking. We can also have a fixed mindset about something that's outside ourselves, oh, I can't put my prices up because people in my area can't afford to pay more. Oh, people, you know, this client is attached to their pain, so I can't help them. You know, we can have fixed mindset, you know, we can relinquish our personal or autonomy, our personal power, either to some unvarying trait of ourself, like I'm just not good at X, or we can also relinquish it to some external circumstance, like people in my area can't afford to pay higher prices. And again, while all of these statements might be true, the mindset of disempowerment is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because while it might be true that I'm not good at making small talk at parties, in fact, it is not true. It is true. Sorry, I am not good at making small talk at parties. Um, that's not to say I can't become good at making small talk at parties. And while it might be true that people in your area can't afford higher prices, it might also be true that other people in your area can afford high prices, or maybe people not in your area could afford high prices. So there are, or maybe people in your area could afford high prices if they received more value in exchange for their money. So I think a growth mindset, even if the fixed mindset is actually factually correct, a growth mindset unlocks other possibilities and lateral think opportunities for lateral thinking 
and opportunities for innovation and improvisation to overcome obstacles. So I guess, you know, that's what I wanted. That's, that's kind of the realization that I had that prompted me to share this. Now, ultimately what I want to share with you now is how to recognize when you are operating from a fixed mindset. This is what I use to help myself recognize when I'm operating from a fixed mindset. So the the thing is, look, you know, when I, when I think something can't be done, I think I, I now actively ask this question and I look for disconfirming evidence. For example, if I'm not good at making small talk at parties and I think, oh, I just can't do that because it's, you know, that's just my personality. Well, I think, all right, well, is it the case that people who are introverted always aren't good at making small talk? Can I think of any examples of people who are introverted and who are good at small talk? I'm like, yep, I know like three or four people who are really good at that. And that contradicts my belief. And I think, oh, well, that's an indicator to me that I must be operating from an incorrect assumption about the world. I must be working from a, from a limiting belief there. Or when, you know, from the Facebook ads example, you know, if I look at other businesses that sell training in a different industry at about the same price that I sell training and they're advertising on Facebook successfully, it's like, oh. And then I look at my competitors and they're advertising on Facebook and I think, oh. (laughs) So maybe Facebook does work and maybe it's just I'm not doing it right. And if you look around, dear listener, at other Pilates studios in the world and notice that they're charging higher prices and that clients are paying those prices because they're still open, well, let that be a piece of disconfirming evidence for your belief that people won't pay higher prices. Now, maybe it is true that people won't pay higher prices in your area for the specific thing that you currently offer. So maybe either people in my area isn't your best target market, or maybe your current offer just isn't valuable enough. But either way, having a growth mindset would change the self-talk from like, oh, that just doesn't work for me because people in my area can't afford it, to, huh, what I'm doing at the moment isn't working. What could I change up so that it does work? Let's find someone who is doing that successfully and see what they're doing different to what I'm doing. And in the Facebook ads example, for me, it was like, oh, they're split testing 40 creatives a a month. (laughs) I'm doing two. (laughs) So there's your problem right there. So, dear listener, I guess that's where I want to leave it with you. This is a pretty short one. I think uh, for me, this idea of Growth mindset is such a profound thing. I think it is one of the things that is most important to me in choosing my friends, my associates, people who uh, I want to work with, both like within the company, Breathe Education, as, as team members and also as clients. So growth mindset is something that I'm very 
I guess is very important to me. It's one of my, it's one of my deep values. And, uh, I hope this has been helpful for you. So, um, going to leave it there. Much love. And I'll see you in the next one. After two exercise science degrees and over a decade and a half of reading research daily, I've condensed all the current science on rehab into a program called the Clinical Exercise Specialist Rehabilitation. Inside the program, I'll teach you to do three things. One, deeply understand how the body works. Two, confidently and expertly rehab literally any client. And three, get results for your clients. So ultimately, your clients tell their friends and you become known as the go-to expert in your area. This program is completely unlike any education you've done before, even if you've studied with us before, because of the way we've built the learning design. It's an online, flexible, skill-based learning program, which means you keep doing the skills under supervision until you're good at them. It's more of a mentorship model than a traditional course model. So rather than rushing through the content and having sort of one go at everything, you actually just practice live and we give you feedback and guidance and we dialogue and explore concepts together until you're highly skilled and confident. We just keep working the material until you get it. It's not rushed at all. It's not about ticking off the content. It's about engaging, practicing and applying it until you own it. This is a life-changing program, not some weekend certification. I've put my heart and soul into building this, and I can't wait to share it with you and help you discover your genius for anatomy and rehab. Now, because of the highly interactive nature of this program, we're only taking on 12 students worldwide. The program starts on March the 1st, and the first 12 qualified people to apply will be allowed to enroll. So if you're interested in learning more, click the link in the show notes and download the course guide or go to breathe-education.com and click on the clinical certification menu in our uh, link in the top menu. That's breathe-education.com and click on the clinical certification link in the top menu.